Wow, that was funny. How on earth do you guys find these things? Good morning. My name is Cindy and today I'm going to be unpacking with you the idea of a whisper of prayer. I love how this video clip segues into my talk because they're doing all the talking in their prayer. Did you notice that? They're doing all the talking. But today we're going to unpack the idea of God speaking to us. About a year ago, I had to rock up to a gig at the Crown Casino because I love to sing and that's part of what I do. But before I go on a gig, a week before, I start to pray. And I ask God, what do I need to be praying about for this gig coming up? I began to pray through all the musicians' names. One night at 3am, I wake up with a terrible dream. You know, the kind of dream where you wake up and you shake your head and you think, what was that about? In my dream, one of the musicians that I had been praying for, his wife, in the dream, was involved in a car accident and she'd been taken to hospital and at that point I woke up. So I sit up and I say to God, what do I do with this? I get out of bed I put on my old lady dressing gown with my fluffy slippers and I go sit in the lounge and I start to pray. It was something as easy as, God, please protect those guys. God, if there's something going on in their life physically or if they're going to have a clash of relationship, please protect them. Five minutes tops. I shuffle back to bed, old lady dressing gown off, fluffy slippers off, back to bed, slept, Woke up in the morning, remembered the dream, and it stayed with me the whole day. You know what that's like when you have a dream and you think about it during the day? Each time I thought about it, I said a quick prayer, God, please protect them. At the end of the day, Cindy couldn't handle it any longer. Cindy needed to ring that musician and say, is everything okay? So I did. I rang him. I said, look, it's a really weird thing. hope you're doing well. He's like, "Mm, yeah, I'm all right. And I said, look, I had a really bad dream last night and you were in it. It's not a great way to start a conversation, by the way. And he said, what was the dream? So I explained it to him. And then there was this awkward silence on the phone. And I start going through my list of, "Uh uh-oh, I've offended him. Cindy, you shouldn't have done it. You should have kept it to yourself. Dream, shmeem, whatever. He responds like this. No way. Are you for real? Last night, my wife was in a car accident and she got taken to hospital, but it wasn't as bad as we had thought. You see, heaven invaded earth with a whisper at 3 a.m. And this guy's reaction, this musician who does not know Jesus... He's had an encounter of something very real. And I wonder if you could hear the whisper of God a little more clearly, how would that impact your world? You see, the world is hungry for something more. Have you noticed that in your workplace, on the TV, social media? The world is hungry for an encounter of something real. Have a look at this slide. Hopefully it's up here. This is a quote by an author called Haruki Marakami. I practiced that. Did I get it good? 
Haruki Murakami. He wrote a book called Kafka on the Shore for all you Year 12 English teachers out there. This is what he thinks. This is his narrative of what the world is thinking about God. If you think God is there, he is. And if you don't, well, he isn't. And if that was God, if that's what God is like, I wouldn't worry about it. I wonder if some of us here this morning might be feeling a little bit that way. Some of us might be checking out God for the first time. You know what? Our worldview sometimes isn't too far away from what this guy says. Especially when it comes to hearing God's voice. Many people would say, "Uh uh-uh, not for me. Hearing God's voice, that's only for the special ones. That's for the preachers and the teachers and the Troys and the alleys. That's not for me. Well, God says that he speaks. And I believe that he wants to speak to you. If you've got a phone with you today, a smartphone or an iPhone, if you want to follow along with what I'm going to be reading, here's where you'll find it on the app, the YouVersion app. It's from John 10. This is what Jesus says about hearing his voice. He's talking to his disciple called John. Jesus calls himself the good shepherd. This is what he says. Check it out. The one who enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep recognize his voice. Do you see that? They recognize his voice and come to him. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And after he has gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them and they follow him. Why? Well, because they know his voice. They're not going to follow a stranger. They'll run from him because they don't know his voice. We are all designed to hear God's voice. It's meant to be. It's for all of us. I wonder, have you heard God's voice before? If you haven't, or if you have ages ago and it's been too long, I wonder if a little troubleshooting might be necessary. Have a look at this little cartoon. I mean, this guy's got it all going on, hasn't he? Look at him. He's relaxed. He's got his banana lounge. He's got his radio. He's got his headphones on. He's got his TV blaring. He's even got his sheep digest and his laptop. Where is the shepherd? Oh, the shepherd's there. He's off in a corner trying to get this sheep's attention, but this sheep is not listening. He's pursuing everything else but the voice of a shepherd. And I wonder if you could ask yourself this question. Am I too busy to hear God's voice? When everything is so loud in our world, sometimes God comes underneath with a whisper. Just a whisper. There's a quote from a gentleman called Dallas Willard who is an American philosopher. This is what he said about God's voice. People are meant to live in an ongoing relationship with God, spoken to, or God speaking and being spoken to. You see, the God that Jesus is talking about, this God is personal. 
He wants to be in relationship. He's actually interested in speaking with you. I think that's great news. There's a prophet in the Bible called Elijah. I don't know if any of you have heard of him, but this particular prophet, prophet, he was running away from an evil queen because he heard the voice of God and he was calling all of God's people back to him to stop following the idols of the day. Now, Elijah, running away from this queen, was the last prophet left. She killed off 100 prophets before him, so no wonder he was scared. Elijah takes off into the desert. He runs and runs and runs and ends up in a cave with his cloak, running away from the evil queen. What I love about this story is this. Two things. First of all, God shows up in the cave. Secondly, he speaks to Elijah. Check it out. If you want to follow along, I'm reading from 1 Kings. God says, Go out and stand before me on the mountain, the Lord told him. And as Elijah stood there, the Lord passed by three different ways. There was a mighty windstorm which hit the mountain. It was such a terrible blast that the rocks were torn loose. Was God in it? No, he was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but God wasn't in the earthquake. After the earthquake was a fire. Was God in the fire? God was not in the fire. Where was God? After the fire, there was a sound of a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his cloak around his face. He steps out of the cave at the entrance. And the whispery voice says, What are you doing here, Elijah? I don't know if you have ever retreated into a cave if you've ever had enough of something and you're running away and you go into a cave, the earthquake's not going to get you out. The rocks is not going to get you out. The fire's not going to get you out. What I love about this voice is that God draws Elijah out with a whisper. I wonder if you've ever been stuck. Do you think that a whisper from God could be just what the doctor might have ordered. God whispers because he wants us to listen. About 15 years ago, I was asking God, together with Rodney, my husband, we were praying about which church we need to be in for this season. And we really needed to make a decision. It had been going on for months. God, what do we do? Do we do this? Do we do that? Do we move? Do we stay? Who do we talk to? Who do we get wisdom from? I was on a year eight camp when the voice of God spoke to me. Picture the scene. I'm the last teacher in bed, the midnight shift. All the other teachers are snoring their heads off. It's a squeaky bunk bed. The sheets are cold and I'm saying, God, do we move churches? It's a little weird. 
That's how I do life. I'm snuggled up. Jesus, what are we doing? Are we going to move church? Are we going to stay church? Are we going to, who are we going to talk to? Heaven invaded earth with a whisper like that. Just listen. You know I love to talk. Those of you who know me, Yvonne is laughing at me right now because she knows I love to talk. God reprimanded me in the most gentlest of ways. Don't use this against me in the next staff meeting. Just listen. Wow. Heaven invades earth. And I started to go on a journey where I learned that prayer was way much more about listening than about talking or getting my way. I wonder, would you like to hear his voice more clearly? Because for me, it is the dearest thing in all the earth. There was a boy in the Bible called Samuel. He was 11 or 12 years old. So for you kids out here, if there's any 11 or 12-year-olds, you could relate to this. Samuel lived in the temple with a priest called Eli. He was learning the ropes about how to do stuff. He wakes up one night and he hears a voice. In fact, I reckon I'm going to ask Jacob Arnott to do this voice. Come on, your voice was so deep this morning. (laughs) I'm just going to do a little impromptu. Yeah, just really quickly. I'm not going to give you the microphone in case you keep it. You can be God, but you have to be gentle. Otherwise, you're going to wreck my talk. (laughs) Okay, so Samuel's fast asleep in bed one night and God calls his name and says, Samuel. Great. Stay there. So he goes off to Eli and wakes Eli up. Eli, the priest, you called me. What do you want? Eli's like, no, I didn't. Go back to bed. So he goes back to bed and he hears a voice. Samuel. (laughs) So he goes off to Eli, wakes him up. You called me again. What is it? What do you want? No, I didn't. Go back to bed. Samuel goes back to bed. God says, Samuel. He wakes up again. He's like, what is going on? Goes over to Eli, wakes him up. Eli, you called. What do you want? Eli realizes finally after the third time that God is calling him. Don't go anywhere. God is calling Samuel. He says, next time you hear the voice, say this. And he gives him an instruction. I'm not going to tell you yet what it is. Just hold you in suspense for a moment. So he goes back to bed. And for the fourth time, this is how patient... God is for the fourth time. He says, Samuel, you can sit down now. God, thank you. Yeah, it's <laughs> good. Fourth time. He wakes up and he says, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. We need to learn if we're going to hear God's voice to invite him. When I was 17, I experienced a tragedy where I experienced a death of somebody that was so special to me that it took the ground out from under me. And at that moment, when I experienced God's peace for myself, I invited him to walk with me and talk with me and he has been doing so ever since. Don't underestimate the power of an invitation.
Are you willing to invite him to speak? The next thing I want to tell you about is what we need to expect if we're going to hear his voice. We need to expect that God's voice is actually going to be good. We have to have great expectations. Do you know what to expect when he starts speaking? I'll tell you what not to expect. God's voice is not going to be harsh. It's not going to be mad with you. Elijah, come out of your cave. Do you remember that? God's voice is not going to make you feel guilty or scared and he is certainly not going to confuse you. God's voice is calm and soft and gentle and encouraging, full of peace, full of love. It sounds like the voice of a good, good father. Do you remember we sang that earlier? What were the lyrics? First verse. A little bit out of order here, but that's all right. We can cope with that. I've heard a thousand stories of what other people think you're like, but I've heard the what? The tender whisper of a screaming voice? No, of love in the dead of night because you're a good, good father. You know, Lindy made this armchair a few weeks ago. I don't know if you guys can see that from the other side over there, but this armchair, a few weeks ago as I was sitting in the front getting ready to speak, sorry, not speak, to sing up here, I said to God, my voice is sore, I've got a cough, I can't sing this song, please God, will you help me? And he whispers to me, Cindy, I'm going to hop out of my armchair and I want you to imagine all these people here in an armchair and I want you to go up and I want you to whisper my love to them in the way that you sing because it's my voice they need to hear, not yours. Fabulous! What an empowering statement God gave me in that moment. And you know what? I delivered that song and he had his way because people encountered God. Lastly, you need to hear it your own way. If you're going to hear God's voice, you don't have to hear it like Troy hears it or like I hear it. It'll take you time to discover. Steve Prescott, how does he hear it? He reads the Bible. Yvonne, a few weeks ago, she said that when she journals, at some point her voice turns into God's thoughts. For me... I'm visual. I like to see stuff. In fact, I'm going to I'm going to show you a little thing here. This is my talk notes. Have a look how visual they are. <laughs> yeah, no, it's ridiculous, isn't it? But that's how I work and God knows that. For example, a few weeks ago I was driving along. I was asking God, what do you want to say on the 6th of August? What do you want to say? Bang, this thing happens. A truck drives by as I'm doing 100 k's an hour on the freeway and the truck sits there for a moment and emblazoned across it, it says, you'll be surprised at how far we'll go for you. (laughs) And I'm like, God, what are you saying? Well, the Father, his Son Jesus and his Holy Spirit, three in one, we, 
you guys are going to be surprised at how far he will go for you because it's his job to speak. You just have to open yourself up and hear it your own way. And I can't wait to hear the stories that are going to come out of this. You know, a little while ago, Rodney and I have been praying about whether or not to open Rodney's business, consulting, environmental, ecological stuff. Now, Rodney gets a new iPhone. He's working out this thing called predictive text. Do you know what that is? Right. Everyone says, "Mm mm-hmm. I'm going to explain it anyway. You type something in and there's a sentence prediction. You can choose a, um, a word and it comes up with a suggestion. So Rod's like, I'm going to try this out. How does it work? I explain it. In Rodney's scientific, logical brain that I do not understand, he decides to pick the left suggestion on every single time. Right? So he starts with the random letter G and he starts pressing the left one until he gets to the end of the sentence. You know what it says? Get your own business. Now, seriously, heaven invades earth with a whisper. To me, it's a truck sign. To Steve, it's the Bible. To Yvonne, she hears it in a journal. To Rodney, God breaks through with predictive text. (laughs) I wonder how it's going to work for you. I'm going to invite the band up and just... Actually, if you guys want to come up now, that'd be great. And I'll just finish up with one last illustration. I have this little box here. And a little while ago, I was sitting down in my lounge room looking at this box because one of my children coloured it in during kinder. Just looking at it. And I just said to God, God, what is going on with my life? What do I need to do to hear you better? What do I need to do? Teach me, God. Say something. Do you know what he said? You're going to love this. He says, Cindy, when are you going to let me out of the box that you've put me in? I kid you not. It was a voice on the inside and I knew that was not my voice because I wouldn't say that to me. (laughs) Next thing he said, when are you going to lift the lid? And I wonder how many of us have boxed God in. He doesn't speak to me. He's not interested. He speaks to Troy. He speaks to Yvonne. Have you boxed God in, in some way? He might even be telling you now. I'm going to encourage you to lift the lid off that box if you've put him in one. He's not going to fit in there anyway, by the way, just in case you thought you might want to try. Here's what I'd like you to do. If you would like to hear the voice of God a little more clearly, just a couple of things. Set aside... 20 minutes a day this week. 20 minutes. I want you to pray this prayer. Speak, God. I'm listening. And then, shh. Just be quiet. Just listen. 20 minutes. Speak, God. You might have a Bible open. You might have a journal. You might sit on a train. You might decide at lunchtime, 
to go for a walk in the park. I'm hearing God now saying, <laughs> hearing God's voice is as easy as a walk in the park. <laughs> Do it your way. 20 minutes. Speak, God. I'm listening. Shh.